Welcome back to Wake Up Winden, a casual conversation about a complicated show. We are covering Netflix's Dark, and today we are covering Season 1, Episode 7, Crossroads. And I've got a new guest with me. Uh, finally, I've been uh, dying to get this guy on the show. Uh, from the fantastic Fly Oceanic Lost podcast, my good friend Neil. Neil, how are you doing? Hey, Brian. Happy to be here. That's right. Uh you and I uh, co-host a Lost podcast it's where Brian cut his teeth in the podcasting business. Yeah, and if you think I, I'm bad now, you should really hear hear me back then. So that, this podcast goes back to probably like 2012, right, Neil? Something like that? Yeah, we, we our goal was to recap every episode. We're about midway through season two in a little over seven years, something like that. <laughs> So with it's it's an ongoing project. I think the last episode was probably like a year and a half ago, but we're still both, you know, willing to come back. No, we did it. a quarantine episode. Oh, that's right. Okay. So, you know, we did have a recent one. And, you know, every about um, year and a half we put out one. I think when we did that quarantine episode, we discovered that something something happened at Podcast Garden and uh, some of our back catalog might not be uh, functioning. So I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. Good if, luck to you if you if you seek out the Fly Oceanic podcast. Yeah, and no promises for how good it is. I'm sure Neil's yeah. fantastic, but um, but myself, you know, I, I can't be that good. So anyway, Neil, um, I, I I've asked you to watch Dark. Thank you so much. You know, I feel so annoying. I've been begging my friends to watch Dark, and Neil, you're kind enough to watch it. So what have you thought? You know, just through seven episodes, what do you think of the show? Um, I think it's a great show. Uh, it took me like. You asked me a while ago if I wanted to do an episode of the pod, and I was interested, and it just took me a while to like get into the show, uh, probably because of the subtitles, and I, I, I don't know, these days I have this attention span of like a gnat, <laughs> so I couldn't like commit to watching, I watched the first one at one point, and then I could never like bring myself to watch the second one, and then... Uh, Finally, I got my girlfriend into it, and so now we're watching it together. So, like, that's now I'm I'm you know committing to doing more episodes. But uh, the show is excellent. I mean, obviously, we're huge fans of Lost, so like the the, the whole mystery box concept uh, is something that we're into in a TV show. But like, I don't know, just the way that the this the plot is so intricate, and as the plot develops it sort of develops all the different characters and their relationships and stuff. It's, I, it's really good. Yeah. Well, a couple of things there, right? I mean, I thought of you when I was watching the show, cause it is kind of similar to lost, or at least I think it's kind of, I, I hate to say it about our show lost, but like, I think it does lost to, it, it's an even better version of it. So, um, I, I totally agree. So, and, and the characters, the, the characters we liked so much in lost. I really like the characters in this show too. And I think it's, it's cool seeing a whole new cast as well because, you know, these are German actors. Who I haven't seen much German TV, so uh, being exposed to new actors is really cool. And, uh, you know, um, this show is definitely has lost vibes. But also, I, I like that you're watching it with Maggie, too, because it's a good show to bounce theories off of people, right? Um, it's, it's really fun. That's why I wanted to do this podcast was that I wanted to have conversations about it, so... Um, I'm glad that does she like it too? Is she she's liking she's watching? Yeah, it? she's she's really into it and agree that like you need someone to, like it's it, it watching it with someone really improves the experience because yeah you get to bounce theories off of each other 
And then you also get to do the thing in the middle of the show where you're like, wait, so he's that guy's brother? And, like, you know, just, like, making sure that you're following everything by, like, bouncing stuff off of the person you're watching. Yeah, you definitely need um, some confirmation, right? Um, I, I totally get what you're saying. And then you said, you know, going through the internet could be kind of a tough route. We were talking about before the show, you know, you have to be careful with what you Google because you don't want to get spoiled um, if you go, um, if you Google something that might come up in the future. So it's good to have somebody just to talk yeah, to. Yeah, right? you, you can spoil yourself on certain aspects of the show. I uh, unfortunately did spoil myself on, on, on a pretty, I'm guessing, pretty major plot point, but uh, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I think it'll be okay, though. It shouldn't, shouldn't, ruin, shouldn't ruin your experience. So no, I'm still enjoying it. I've, I'm looking forward to figuring out how all that goes down. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Okay. So today's episode, we are covering season one, episode seven, and we're going to try our best to remain spoil free. I think Neil said he's only seen one episode further. I've seen every episode, but I'm trying to do this from a spoiler free perspective. So um, I'll do my best and we'll try to uh, keep it spoiler free. Okay. Um, all right, Neil. So, uh, all right, this episode, there's a lot of, um, you know, police investigation, right? A lot of Ulrich and Charlotte kind of have a different, um, they're kind of not on the same page in this episode, right? Yeah. I mean, Ulrich obviously is coming at it from, uh, he's, he's, he's got a big personal stake in the investigation. So he's, he's going off in a lot, uh, uh, he's, 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 he's a lot more intense with his investigation. Yeah, and they talk about in this episode, Charlotte finally pulls him off the case. And I was just thinking, like, why wasn't this a thought from the very beginning? How could they put Ulrich on the case where his son is missing, right? Do you think, is it just a product of the small town or um, do you think this would fly? Yeah, I guess it's, it's, I guess, small town, there's not that many cops. He seems to be one of the more prominent cops. Uh, I guess they would need him on the case. But yeah, it does seem like something that, Maybe he should have uh, taken a back seat on the investigation to uh, Charlotte or uh, uh, my man with the eye patch. Oh, yeah, Voller. Yeah. He, um, <laughs> Voller doesn't get enough play. Um, me and uh, my cousin Jer, we talk about that all the time. He's uh, Voller's one of his favorite characters. And, you know, he's always doing the behind the scenes work, right? Yeah, he's doing all the legwork. And in this, this episode, he showed a little frustration that, that, that his work was going unappreciated. Yeah, Charlotte couldn't give a shit about him or her husband, but uh, it it really it really shows. Wooler finally gets uh, fed up with it, and he's like, "All I do around here is you know work for you." And uh, yeah. you know what does he get? You know nothing. Um, so uh, um, Ulrich and Charlotte they are kind of uh, two of my favorite characters to track, so I really enjoyed this episode. And um, Ulrich thinks that. You know, and we kind of get confirmation at the end of the episode, right, about Helga. That's kind of, I guess, the top storyline is that Helga is, um, you know, implicated and he is the one that is involved with, you know, killing these children, right? Yeah, I mean, it certainly seems to be the case. Uh, we also seem to see that he, as a child, uh, seems to have spent some time in that weird uh, blue wallpaper room that uh, Eric, we've seen Eric in. Yes, that's correct. So, yeah, Helga, the beginning of the episode, he wakes up there and he's all bloody. And he and um, that's kind of intertwined with the um, older version of him as a you know senior citizen. He wakes up and he says he remembers everything. So we kind of get Helga's point of view um, in this episode. And we've seen him sprinkled in throughout the series, but we really get uh, a lot more Helga in this episode. And 
he ends up by the end of the episode, um, he's leading Ulrich to the caves. So a lot of intrigue into where that's going to go. Yeah. Helga is, there's, there's like a few, there's like, uh, I, I put the, the dark characters into certain boxes and there's like a group of characters that know more about what's happening than the audience does. Helga being one of those, um, the stranger, um, Peter Doppler seems to know something. Yeah. Uh, I'll add Tronta cause he's with Peter. Um, Tronta would be Ulrich's father and he, he's, he's with right. Peter with the notebook. So yeah, I'll, I'll add him to the list. I'm with you. I'm with you on this. Various Tiedemans. <laughs> yep. Um, and then, yeah, no, whoever this mysterious Noah is, uh, and then you've got, you've got other characters who are in the dark as the, we are the audience move the plot forward. And that would be like Jonas, Charlotte, Ulrich, um, yeah. I guess Mickle to an extent. Yeah. You know what, Neil, uh, I, I think you're hitting on something that really kind of just like, um, goes throughout the whole show. Um, and I think that's really cool. You're picking up on it just like, uh, in season one, because I think that, the whole show is kind of about these characters, who's in charge, who's, um, who knows the truth, who's, um, who's lying about things. And I really think that's cool that you're already picking up on that. So, um, I I definitely think that's something to track. Um, so, um, what do you think, uh, what do you think about, so Ulrich, he's, he's kind of on to Helga, right? Which is kind of leading Charlotte and him to have conflict because, uh, Helga is Charlotte's, um, father-in-law. So it's kind of tough. It's kind of tough for Charlotte to see. And she's letting him know, you know, he has dementia. He's 75. He definitely couldn't have done this. But Ulrich isn't saying that it's not a question of, uh, who did it, but when they did it. Right. Yeah. Ulrich seems to be thinking about, because he's convinced that the dead body was Mads, which it seems to be Mads. Right. Um, that he's convinced that there is some kind of time travel going on, which I guess like, you know, it's, that's, that's a, that's like a pretty bold hunch for a cop. But like, I guess the fact that he's so closely involved in this case, like he's willing to um, believe like even the wildest possible uh, explanations. Yeah. And it's interesting because I think that, you know, Charlotte talks about, how things were, um, she has that, you know, monologue a few episodes ago, how things are the same as they were 33 years ago. And she seems kind of more willing to go into the time travel realm than Ulrich is. But Ulrich seems to get there first in this episode. And I think it's just because he's so desperate to, you know, find Mikkel that uh, he's uh, making these connections that wouldn't make sense, but he's kind of forced, he's forced to make them because what other, what other explanation could there be? Yeah. And, you know, he, um, I, I really like, so you talked about how Ulrich, he is a pretty bold hunch, right? And um, Egon, they, uh, he doesn't want to be like Aegon at all. Uh, he hates the comparisons to him because he feels that Aegon messed up his brother's case in the past 33 years ago. But uh, yeah. Aegon goes on hunches too, right? And what I was laughing about in this, in this episode is that Aegon's boss in the 80s reminds me so much of Locke's boss at the box factory. Um, uh, was that, was that guy Randy, right? Randy, Randy Spears, Randy Nations. 
Randy Nations, that was that was the guy. And he was so mean to Locke. And, uh, you know, it's kind of the same thing where, you know, it's a younger guy, a younger boss that's kind of berating an older uh, employee. And uh, I just, yeah. I, I was cracking up because I was like, oh, that's just like Randy. It is, it is very, it was very similar to that dynamic. Just has, like, has no time for his, uh, you know, old guy um, theories. Yeah, he says this isn't the 50s anymore. We don't go by hunches. So, uh, <laughs> Uh, even though Aegon uh, probably is on, you know, the right path as well, but uh, uh, he's kind of just... uh, is he? Uh, he his hunch is that Ulric is responsible for his brother's disappearance, and that he raped Katarine. I guess I'm. So, I'm sorry. I guess I'm. I wasn't talking about that aspect of it. Um, I was talking more about the forced road aspect. Um, in, oh, okay. Yeah, because yeah. he's obviously wrong about uh, about Ulrich, um, and you know we kind of see that Katarina kind of stick up for Ulrich in this episode, even though Aegon's trying to say that you know you don't have to lie for him, right? But Katarina stands by the truth, and um, uh, that's you know kind of the uh, where we where we leave things, right? Yeah, and he yeah he did have a, a good question for Helga. Um, yeah, so. Um, so it, it uh, I, I remember taking notes for this when I was like writing recaps about it, and uh, it's it, it still kind of confuses me. But he took the state road instead of the forest road, and uh, he should have taken right. the forest road because it's a shortcut. But I guess the state road uh, leads to the cabin. Do I have this right? Does, does, does that sound familiar? I think that's correct. Because yeah, because um, Ulrich. Uh, reads that reads about that in in Tiedemann's notes, and he tells Charlotte about it, who's initially dismissive, but then has what's his name Voller? Yes, yeah, Voller gives get, her more clues. Get the map that shows where the different roads lead to, and she discovers that the the one road leads to the cabin. Right. So um, they both come to kind of the same place where you know they're going to think it's going to be Helga since. You know, Charlotte finds the dirt at the cabin, right? And Ulrich's following Helga. So they're both going to end up kind of at the same spot, but uh, they get there in different ways. Right. Uh, so I was just, I, I, um, I just, I found it interesting that Charlotte, uh, Charlotte found that red dirt. And, uh, you know, the first time watching, and I'm curious, um, you know, as a first time viewer, because I remember thinking, okay, the red dirt, I know I'm supposed to know that that's important, but why is it important? Um, is there, uh, how are you doing with like details like that while watching the show? She found red dirt. Um, yeah, kind of at the end of the episode, she like finds red dirt on the ground of the, um, of... I saw her picking up like yellow paint chips. I don't think I even noticed the red dirt. See, there's so many that, things. That's like, how I'm doing. <laughs> and I'm, I'm hoping I'm not speaking out of school and it's, it's very possible that I could be, could be mixing things up, but, uh. I do think she finds something at the at the towards the end of the episode, and she's you know she's finding paint chips obviously too, and uh, this and then like we see um, kind of like them sweeping up right. So what did you make of them sweeping up the? Uh, uh, what'd you make of the ending? I guess with uh, with Noah in the uh, in the where he's writing 1950 on the wall in 1953. Right. So. Um... 1953 obviously is, is is another 33 years back from 86. Correct. Um, so I suspect that very probably there's similar things going on back then. And he, he appeared to be dressed in like 1950s clothes. 
or at least older clothes. And and we did see um, the child version of Helga at the beginning of the episode in like 1950s-ish clothes. Okay, yeah. So, so really there's some plot developments happening in the 1950s. Yeah, absolutely. And did you see, I think, the body of Mads. Did you see Helga at the, towards the end of the episode? He had the body of Mads, right? Um, and I I wasn't sure that was Mads. I thought that was someone else because the clothes were different. Like, uh, wasn't Mads wearing like bright '80s clothes? So yeah, you're you, you and you actually I could could be wrong on this too. So yeah, Mads and he had the shoes. He had the shoes and the Walkman. So maybe that wasn't Mads. I just saw. I looked at the eyes eyes and I saw Matt I wrote down Mads but it could have been Yas and it could have been Eric uh could have been any one of these missing kids right yeah I was I was thinking it might be Yasin because it wasn't Eric because it wasn't a, a ginge and uh I didn't think it was Mads because I thought the clothes were different because right. we had seen Mads's body before okay well good detail Neil I I, I actually I, <laughs> I totally just uh, I was wrong probably to assume there um but I guess what what we're guess uh, we can't find the missing kids, or the cops are having such a t- tough time finding the missing kids because you know um, Helga and Noah appear to be you know taking them back in time and hiding them that way. So yeah. uh, quite a quite a pickle for the for the police of Winden to be able to try to solve this mystery, right? Yeah. What I find interesting is it seems that so uh, presumably Mads met the same fate as. Uh, Eric and um, well, we haven't seen what happened to Yasin yet, but we don't. But um, but at least met the same fate as Eric, which is that he was abducted and probably brought to that weird room. Yeah, did you get uh, lost vibes from that too? Yes, uh, I think you talked about it on an earlier podcast, but very much like uh, I forget. There's a there's a number. It's like room something, <laughs> and they have like the whole weird uh, like. Uh, Clockwork Orange, Ludovico treatment going. Yeah. It very, yeah. Yeah, that's a thread that goes nowhere and lost, I'm pretty sure, right? Yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. One of the many. <laughs> yeah, that's that's some season three stuff. But yeah, that's uh I think it was like one of the boyfriends of the uh of the others, I think, got uh, ended up getting stuck in there. I think that was I think that's Yeah, it was uh, Benjamin Linus's daughter, adopted daughter's boyfriend, Carl. That's that's right. Would you say Carl was his name? Carl is the name. That's right. Okay, Carl. Yeah, I wonder. I wonder how that actor's doing. Um, yeah, I haven't seen him in much. Yeah. So anyway, yeah, and uh, yeah, so there's there's tons of lost parallels throughout this. Um, I've got one more too. I got I got to find it later. But um, yeah, so we, you know, Ulrich has been asking the coroners too. You know, is it possible for the bodies to be preserved because the boy has only been dead? for 10 hours, but Ulrich wants to know if it could be preserved for 33 years. And the coroner kind of laughs at him. Um, yeah. And, and you know, this coroner, she's getting so much work in Winden. Um, she's got to be the only coroner in town. She's in every, every scene that they need a morgue, you know? Yeah. She is the go-to uh, coroner and yeah, she, ta- she's a, uh, you know, she doesn't take her job too seriously. I like that about her. <laughs> yeah. She does. She, she kind of like makes jokes with Charlotte in an earlier episode too. And yeah. Char- Charlotte's having none of it. Charlotte's like, uh, it's very, it's obviously a very serious job, but you know, if that's your life, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta roll with the punches. Oh yeah, definitely. Um, Oh, here's another comparison. So not, not lost, but the leftovers. Um, you, you watch the leftovers, right? 
Actually, I only watched the first season of The Left- Leftovers. Okay, that'll do. do uh, uh, Garvey, the main character, his dad reminds me so much of the of Helga. Um, he's like an old rambling guy. You know. Oh yeah, yeah, I, yeah. I definitely I could see that. Yeah, they're like one in the same in my head. Uh, I think if you put them side by side, I wouldn't be able to tell the difference. But um, yeah. Uh, oh, you know, we haven't talked much about Jonas in this episode yet. Uh, and Jonas uh, has kind of a time traveling adventure. And uh, this is, you know, he in the previous episode he had met his mom. And that kind of probably freak him out. He met his mom in the 80s. And this episode, we see him kind of travel around. What did you think of the Jonas stuff in this episode? Um, I enjoyed his uh, his ride with Egon. Oh, yeah, me uh, too. Where <laughs> Egon asks him about Satanism. He just, like, bursts out laughing. Yeah, it was good to see Jonas, you know, actually laugh. He's, you know, so sad and serious all the time in this episode. It was good to see him laugh for once. Yeah, he does. The whole time he kind of walks around with, like, sort of a blank uber uh, expression on his face. Yeah, he's Um, been through a lot. (laughs) Especially when he's talking to, like, Regina and the nurse at the hospital. Yeah, yeah, he is a real sad boy there, too. Um, uh, I really... I like Regina more and more uh, every passing episode. Um, I hated her in the beginning, but when I see her past, uh, I start to like her more and more. Yeah. I, do, I still am not a fan of adult Regina, but uh, I do obviously have a lot of sympathy for teenage Regina. Oh, yeah. I mean, um, you know, we've seen how her mom treated her in an earlier episode, and then, uh, you know, we see how they treat her at school. I yeah, originally... We don't know that, that girl who just, like, shoulder checks her. <laughs> Do we? No, you know, I thought it was Katarina, but it's definitely not. It's a different actress than the younger Katarina, but it just... Just some mean girl at high school. Yeah, she calls her four eyes, pushes her down. Um, yeah, poor yeah. Regina. Uh, That's a funny... So I watched this episode a couple times because I wanted to really uh, be on top of uh, my game here. And so the first time I watched it with subtitles, and the second time I watched it with the dub, and the subtitles, she says stupid four eyes when she shoulder checks her, which is, like, unnecessary, but, like, very much a comment made in passing. And then uh, the dub, she says, uh, she shoulder checks her and goes, four-eyed idiot. Oh, no. Which, like, is more or less the same thing, but it sounds so much worse. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you didn't have to insult her intelligence. I'm sure she's not an idiot. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Um, uh, so you watched the dub version. Well, uh, could you just give us a quick comparison? What do you think of the the difference between the two? Having watched the first seven episodes with the German original German audio with the English subtitles, and then switching to the English dub, it's a no go. Because <laughs> yeah. I know what I know what they all sound like now, and when the different voice comes out, it's like, oh, that's weird. Yeah, I, I totally get that too. Um, yeah, it's watching the dub. It's okay. It's okay if like you know you're taking notes or you're uh, you know uh, maybe can't pay attention as much. But I do really think the way to go is with the German audio with the subtitles. Yeah, but you know, not to shame anybody. If you watch with the dub, that's okay too. You know, it's it's all good. <laughs> um, like uh, yeah, like like Ulrich's voice. I don't know. It, it sounds a lot better in German than like the weird English guy, the English talking guy that does the dub. I don't know. Yeah. Is uh, Ulrich the Jack Shepard of the show? 
Is Ulrich the Jack Shepard of this show? That's a great question. I don't think so. Because Jack's Jack was so whiny. <laughs> yeah, Ulrich's... Uh, if Ulrich, you know... He's more uh, of a Stoyer, I feel like. Okay, that's uh, that's cool. I, th- I, I agree with that, too. Uh, kind of a, de- a deplorable person that you like anyway. Yeah, he's like, he's done some tough things, but he's, uh, he's you're rooting for him. So do we have a Jack, do you think? Do we have a Jack? Um, I wouldn't say Jonas is Jack. No, me neither. He's probably our closest thing. Um, uh, not Charlotte. Uh, Charlotte's, Charlotte has no calm. <laughs> yeah, Charlotte's really, Charlotte's just a solid kid. We like Charlotte. Charlotte, Charlotte seems to do the right thing. Yeah, and... Um, she had some great faces in this episode. Uh, I love when she delivers the warrant to uh, Alexander Tiedemann, and uh, she just looks so triumphant and, and uh, so yeah, happy. that was cool. Yeah. Um, so yeah, they get to you know they get to search they get to search the the power plant in this episode too. Sorry, kind of bouncing around all over the place here, but uh, uh, we can we can we can go back with Jonas too because yeah, I liked that scene. We were talking about uh, the the Satanism scene too, and I like that and. Um, you know, I did, uh, I I like getting to see a little bit more of Aegon in this episode because you know he's he's uh, you know ops with Ulrich in the previous episodes. Yeah. And I'm you know an Ulrich stan, so I'm I'm meant to hate him. So, but now you know seeing him interact with Jonas, he's being pretty nice to him, and uh, yeah, you know, it's good to get you know some hum- humanizing moments for some of these characters. Yeah, I think like yeah, the, I think that that scene and specifically that that little Satanism interaction sort of. Uh, crystallizes who Egon is, which is he's an old guy struggling to like understand a world that seems to have passed him by. Yeah, and just the eighties too, right? Yeah. So like, yeah, he that like that's why he hates Ulrich and why he like thinks Ulrich is responsible for every bad thing that happened in town, and like that's why he has all these stupid hunches is because he's trying to like I don't know, make sense of of what's happening around him. Yeah. He's a real music hater. You know, he sees Jonas's headphones and we already know he hates creator from, uh, him, uh, <laughs> talking about yeah. Ulrich and, uh, uh, my only aim is to take lives. The more, the better I feel. And he tells Ulrich, yeah. why do you listen to this crap? I guess that, that was like, uh, what's this? There was a show I watched that sort of, Oh, I think it was uh true detective season three. Ooh, I didn't see it. Where part of it takes place in the eighties, and there was this like satanic panic thing going on. I think related to like heavy metal music. I'm sure there's a lot more to it than that, but like it was a thing that people were freaking out about in the eighties. Oh yeah, no, and I buy it too. And that uh, you know, um, Elisa was telling me about a time in Utah where they shut down a they tried to shut down a Rage Against the Machine concert because you know they're af- afraid of you know satanist things like that. And uh, it ended up just being a, this huge deal. I should, uh, I have to get the story better, but it ended up being like this huge thing in Utah, but they were trying to get all the teens to not go, but like all the teens ended up going because, you know, you weren't supposed to go. So, uh, but yeah, I, I yeah, bought- it seems like that's, whenever you, you make some sort of moral panic about something teenagers are doing, they're just going to want to do it. Oh yeah. You know, gotta, gotta see what, uh, gotta see what the fuss is about. Um, <laughs> so, uh, yeah, and Jonas he he's walking he's walking through the hosp, uh, through the woods, and the reason Aegon picks him up is because just like in the present day, they're worried about missing children. They're worried about um, you know a murderer on the loose. So he picks up Jonas, 
takes him to the hospital and Jonas wants to go to the hospital because that's where Nurse Enos is and that's where Mikkel probably is. So, uh, what did you think of, you know, uh, Jonas interacting with the stranger and Jonas seeing Hannah and Mikkel? What did you think about all this, um, you know, kind of confusing and deep stuff that the stranger's talking about? Yeah, I mean, I thought that was a great scene. Like, it's, it's like, the, the reveal in episode five, which you could kind of see coming a little bit, uh, that Mikkel is Michael Conwell. Yeah. Um, it's crazy, but then to have that sort of dawn on Jonas as he's like watching this kid that he knows talk to his mom and realize that that's actually his dad is like that's crazy. And then yeah, the, like the conversation with the stranger is really good. I wrote down one of the things he said. It seemed important. Every decision for something is a decision against something else. Right. So like. Yeah, it's the whole Back to the Future thing where, like, you can unmake your own existence. Right, right, absolutely, yeah, because, like, yeah, the choices, right, either he saves Mikkel, maybe he saves Mikkel's life, um, but then you, there's no Jonas, right? So, um, yeah, and then very, very, uh, there's a lot of Back to the Future vibes with this show, too. Um, yeah. Uh, and then there's I thought, also, a, there's a good Futurama episode where the Futurama crew winds up back in, like, 1940s New Mexico where Fry's grandfather is stationed with the military and Fry gets his own grandfather blown up in like a nuclear blast and then they're like well why are you still here and then it's because Fry ends up having sex with his grandmother and becoming his own grandfather (laughs) oh man wow uh put a bookmark in that one um so um he also says, I've never seen Futurama. Um, but, it's a good show. Yeah, that's pretty cool. Um, he also says, sometimes it's hard for us to grasp things that we are that go against all we are conditioned to believe. How did people feel when the earth was round? So, you know, we're, we're talking, we were talking earlier about, you know, these leaps that Ulrich has to make and Charlotte does too um, with this difficult investigation. And they have to go against everything that they're supposed to believe, right? And that's what he's kind of saying here too. Yeah, I am curious to see, I think this is probably going to be a major part of the show, uh, and without spoiling anything, I will say that this is informed, this question is informed by my having seen episode eight as well, uh, but is, can, like, we have time traveling characters, can they actually intervene in the past, or had, was their being in the past always like had that always happened had they always been in 1986 right you know what I I do know what you mean I think it's a question that the show deals with uh kind of in an ongoing way so I I think that you know that's kind of one of the main questions of dark is you know can we change our can we change our past um have you ever seen the time machine um I think I might have shown you guys (laughs) like uh way back it was like kind of like a mid-2000s movie um and anyway he tries to go back and save his wife and he can't because the thing that made him go back was his wife dying. And I always kind of get reminded of that. Uh, like, is it possible to change the past? Yeah. I mean, I felt like there's time travel is like a, uh, there's a lot of, uh, books and movies and, and TV shows that deal with this. And I feel like that's one of the big things. It's like, if you went back to 1986, 
were you were you always in 1986? Like, right? Did 19 like wouldn't 1986 have happened the same way uh, if you went back there and did whatever you were doing? I don't know. Right. No, I think I think it's definitely something to keep in mind as you know if you're watching the show for the first time. I think that's definitely a question you want to keep asking and you want to uh, be paying attention to. So uh, I think it's definitely worth uh, pointing out. Um, oh, one more thing I wanted to say about that scene was just like the strangers appearing there felt very like video gamey to me. <laughs> yeah, he pops like, out. You're playing and you get to like a major point of the game and like somebody just pops up to like explain a bunch of important shit to you. Yeah. <laughs> like, like the owl and uh, Ocarina of Time. <laughs> I didn't ever play that, but I, I can imagine what you're talking about. And uh, he kind of, it's very convenient, right? He pops out right at the right time and yeah. um, makes you wonder like how he, you talked about how, you know, characters have information and other characters don't. Clearly the stranger has information, right? Um, yeah. And okay, the other thing I want to mention from that scene, um, my guests on the previous episode they were wondering, so they're saying, you know, if Ulrich is Jonas's grandfather, that means Martha is his aunt, right? And I was like, oh, they're going to get into it. And they definitely mention it. The stranger definitely tells them. He's like, you got yeah. to deal with it, man. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, you know, that's that's really rough, really tough for Jonas, huh? Yeah, it's uh, Jon Snow, Daenerys vibes there. Yeah, I mean, it's, uh, you know, who would have thought that, you know, you know, 2019, 2020, you know, there'd be such a incest heavy plots and my favorite TV shows. <laughs> it does seem to, does seem to happen in a lot of TV shows these days. Yeah. You know, it's, it's kind of incest is in right now, I guess. <laughs> um, okay. So, uh, you know, we didn't talk about the scene where Ulrich, uh, goes home and he finds Katarina and Katarina kind of finally tells him that she knows, but Ulrich holds yeah. out to the last possible second. Yeah. What do you think about uh? What do you think about Ulrich uh, being in denial mode till the very end? I guess like if I'm gonna defend Ulrich here, uh, you know, you're you're dealing with uh, your son having been missing for like the past week or whatever, and you don't want to dump on your wife that you're also cheating on her. Yeah, I guess that's a good point. But uh, yeah. Um, uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, he certainly was was holding out. Uh, for as long as possible. He's like, what do you know? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, and like when, when she finally tells him, his head just like falls and it, it's like a painting. Yeah. His like, he's just, his head's down. And then, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 No, yeah, I like that. I think actually in the dub, they take the, the German actor's sigh and like play that rather than like have the uh, American actors do a dub sigh. That's good because I feel like you need the emotion. You get the emotion so much from the characters from the original audio, and I yeah. think I think it's tough with you know if they're uh, if they're just in a studio trying to replicate that emotion. Um, okay, so uh, yeah, so Jonas um, Jonas ends up seeing Mikkel in the hallway, and she's walking, and he's gonna go see her, but he ends up seeing Hannah, and it's lucky that he saw Hannah in the past in the last episode because he recognizes her. And, um, he ends up, you know, not, not intervening. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, I, I don't know, uh, Jonas, he ends up, we see him that he goes back to the present. So this is kind of just like a little side mission, I guess. He's kind of getting information right now. And, uh, 
he ends up going back and like, kind of stares over his mom, his the adult version of Hannah, and uh, startles her, wakes her up. And, uh, you know, it, have you ever done this, Neil? Like, ask your mom, do you ever, uh, do you believe in fate? <laughs> Just, no. Uh, that's a very lost question though <laughs> yeah maybe <laughs> that's funny what if he was just like uh do you believe in fate and she's like no why he's like i just saw uh the ending of season uh three of lost and i just need to talk about it with somebody <laughs> <laughs> she's like get out of yeah. here yeah um she also mentions that maybe it's my fate that men leave me and Jonas is like what what uh dad dad loved you <laughs> yeah, right. who i uh, love who are you talking about now? Who's who? Oh, 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 Mick, Michael, your father. Yes, 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 yes. She's definitely thinking about Ulrich, though. Yeah, for sure. Uh, and then they have an awkward hug. Yeah, they have a really awkward hug. Um, and then Jonas ends up burning the letter. And, uh, uh, you know, he tells her that, he also tells her that father loved her so much. And she ends up crying. She might be feeling guilty. I don't know, maybe because... You know, she hasn't been there for her son. She's only thinking about Ulrich and, you know, her husband's dead now. Yeah. Um, all right. So, you know, we haven't really talked uh, about the Peter and Charlotte uh, scene because Peter and Charlotte, I want to see what you took from this uh, conversation. Do you have any notes from the Peter and Charlotte uh, phone conversation? Uh it was it was odd. The the one thing I noted was uh, Helga was in an accident on November 12, nineteen eighty six. Right. Charlotte says three days from now. Right. So can we expect something to happen in on November twelfth of twenty nineteen? Yes. So that's why I wanted to ask you that. So because I wanted to see if you, uh, if you picked up on that because I don't think I picked up on it the first time watching this through. But yeah, Peter says he didn't come to Winden until 87, but his father was in an accident in 86. And that's going to happen three years from now, uh, you know, to the date. So 33 years later. Um, so um, uh, will it happen in the present? Will it happen in 86? We'll have to we'll have to see. But they do allude to an accident. And uh, we'll have to see if that pays pays dividends in the future uh, or in the past, whatever you want with the show. <laughs> so here's something that has just occurred to me and it's probably this it's probably more or less obvious but so Jonas goes in back in time uh, he goes through the tunnel on November 9th or I, I guess maybe it was the day before so he yeah. goes back in time on November 8th uh, 2019 do we are we to assume then that he arrives on November 8th 1986 I think so, so. all the things we're seeing in 1986 are like so the the Helga accident has not happened in 1986 yet. Um, correct, it hasn't happened. No, so you're right. So you go 33 years back to the date, and I think Regina tells him the date. Um, I just didn't write down the date. Oh, that's I, right. Yeah, I didn't write down the date because I didn't think it was important. But the date's on the end of the episode. Um, it's November uh, 9th, 1953. So that'd be 33 years before that to the date too. So I do think right. I do think there's a connection that yeah it is happening to the date. So you know only three years from this accident, uh, three three days from this accident happening, and we know that we've been in the '80s and we've actually seen Helga alive in the '80s and we saw him eating the Raider bar in this episode, right? And we saw him getting interviewed by Aegon. So he's supposed to meet with uh, Aegon about the Forest Road, and that's on Tuesday. So I think that we're supposed to think that. He never made it to this meeting because of the accident. 
Mm. Um, oh, that's right. Yeah, because Ulrich, in looking at Egon's notes, notices that he never actually taught, or there's no record of this meeting with Helga. Right. The interview never comes to be. So, um, uh, and I guess from just from this episode, we can take it from maybe it was the accident. So, um, that's what I was thinking about that. But you, what was the candy bar in Lost? Because the Raider bar reminds me of that. Uh, was it Mars bar or what was it? Uh, yeah, it was something space themed, right? Yes. Yeah. Like it was Apollo Mars, bar. Mars Apollo. is a real thing. Wasn't it Apollo, an, yeah. Apollo bar? Okay. So yeah, that's, that was, my... that was probably something like, uh, I know that, um, there's obviously references to Greek myth in this show, but I bet that that was the lost used to always reference like works of literature and philosophers and shit. Yeah. But none of it ever meant anything. It was just references. Yeah. They, it was like character names like Desmond Hume and, uh, uh, you know, John Locke and Daniel Russo, things like that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It was, you know, it was, you know, faux intellectual. They were, they were, they were trying. <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah. So Ulrich, he's following in the footsteps and yeah, he's going to try to, he, that's why he ends up following Helga because he's, he's getting to the bottom of it. He's like, Helga is crucial to this. Um, I'm going to go interview him. And I think it's kind of interesting how Ulrich plays it because he could just go, you know, apprehend him. Right. But instead, he kind of lets it play out, and he follows him all the way to the caves. What do you think about that move? Uh, I think it's a smart move. Want to figure out what's going on there, uh, and we don't really, we don't. He doesn't really see anything in this episode. No, but he he just sees uh, Helga doing weird stuff in the cave, but like no, nothing that we have any understanding of what it is. Right. Yeah. Uh, but it's yes. Uh, I mean, he's he's definitely Ulrich is 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 on the ball here. Uh, he is on, it seems he's on the right track. Like we know that Helga knows more than, than, than we do. And Ulrich does. So he's following the right guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's on the right track. And then, you know, Charlotte is also on the right track because when she's investigating, um, the power plant, she's also going into the caves. She's kind of, you know, uh, diving down into the caves, um, kind of where those, uh, danger yellow barrels were. I think I think, and then she ends up seeing she ends up seeing the a red door in the caves where there's burn marks on the outside. So she's close to something too. So they're both like I, that's why I kind of wish they would compare notes because um, only at the end of the episode does Ulrich call her and uh, he leaves her a voicemail, but uh, she doesn't pick up. Right? Yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, so Charlotte, you know, um, they're both they're both doing you know some pretty good detective work, but uh, they need to uh, you know compare notes at some point. I think. The, the symbol on the 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 door that says like whatever the the title of the sixth episode something Creatus Est. Yeah, Sic Mundus Creatus Est. So we see that symbol on that door. We see that symbol on the the picture that. Mikkel looks at in the hospital and we see it tattooed on Noah's body in presumably 1953. Right. Right. Yes. So that, that was the other thing. I'm glad you mentioned Noah too, because they, um, uh, Ulrich's mom also mentions the priest and Helga arguing and Helga not aging. That was the other big clue that I wanted to mention, but, um, yeah, the sick Mundus uh, symbol, right? I think, doesn't Mikkel take the painting if I'm not mistaken? Yes. And so he, he wants to hold on to that. And um, do you know? I guess it would make sense that Mikkel. Here's a, here's something I think we've discussed it. You've discussed it on the show before. Is Mikkel 
Mikkel, Eric, uh, Mads, uh, uh, Yassin all disappear. But Mikkel actually just goes to 1986 and is, you know, nobody bothers him. You know, nobody, nobody took him. He just went to 1986. So did he go through the tunnel? Did he see the Sigmundus Creatus Est door? And is that why he took the painting? Ah, that's interesting. So we know he probably got there through the tunnel is what I mentioned. Because he, he does, um, in the second or third episode, he ends up uh, waking up in the cave and he crawls out of there. So we have to assume he went through the tunnel and saw that. So I think that's a good call, Neil. I hadn't thought of that before. And I always wondered why he took that painting. And I think you're probably onto something because that is on the, the door that he would have gone through. So that's a good call. Um, I haven't talked about this on the show yet. Do you know what Sigmundus Creatus S means? I looked it up, uh, but I don't remember what it is. It's something like, uh, thus the world is created. So um, that's what that's what it means in Latin. Um, but uh, Noah, you know, we talked about him. You said that, you know, uh, Mikkel made it unscathed to the 80s. He wasn't captured. But we do see Noah at his bedside, right? He's uh, They talk about the Big Bang Theory, and they talk about how oh, yeah, that's right. Ulrich said that religion was uh, the brainwashing of the masses. So Noah knows about Mikkel, but he's chosen not to injure him or not to hurt him. So uh, kind of interesting there. Noah's been in the 80s, and he's been in the 50s as well. So uh, Noah has the ability to time travel, as we can see. Yeah, and, and he's been in 2019 because we see him talk to... Uh, Bartosh. That's right. He was, yeah. And I can't, yeah. I couldn't believe Bartosh made it made it out alive of that situation. But yeah, he's been there too. And uh, it's always hard because I don't want to reveal anything that was in the future. So I'm glad you brought that up because I wasn't sure if we had seen that yet. But we we have. You're right. Yeah. Um, we haven't checked in with Bartosh or Magnus or Marta or Francisca in a while. And that's I, it bums me out. They're some of my favorite uh, the, to track. I think I like watching the the teens in uh, in Winden a lot. What because uh, we can, I don't I don't know how much I have left on this episode, but can we talk about some of the characters maybe that were missing? What do you have any opinions on some of these guys we just mentioned or um, anybody else who wasn't in this episode? So yeah, I think I, I had gone into my my boxes of characters theory earlier. There is a third box of characters where. They similarly don't know what's going on, but they also don't drive the plot in a way, in in the same way that like Jonas and Ulrich and Charlotte do. They just, things just sort of happen to them. Okay. And that's like like uh, 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 Katerina and uh, Marta and Magnus and Francisca, and yeah. So like, I mean, they're less dynamic characters, but they're cert- like certainly I'm 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 still interested in like. Like they set up the, their relationships as obvious plot points, so like I want to find, like I want to see more of that. Yeah, definitely. No, and um, I I do think this one of the strengths of the show is the ensemble cast. And you said earlier that you know we focus in on you know two or three characters, uh, and really focus in on those throughout the episode. And I think we will see some of these other characters get more shine as we go through it. So I'll um I'll be happy to see like what you think of them as we go further on because. I do think every character, a, a lot of characters, I should say, uh, do play an important role. And uh, even if we don't see it right now, um, it's it's cool watching on a rewatch because um, you know they're all important in different ways. So um, curious. To and see. Really, I, w- I want to see more of Wooler. <laughs> yes. I want to know 
more about like what happened to his face because it's not it's not an eye patch. It's like he just like he's like recovering from an injury or something. Yeah, it looks very recent, right? He's got like a it's like almost like a bandage, and you can almost like see the crusted over blood, you know? Yeah. <laughs> um. So yeah, uh, I I I I I buy that. I like seeing Waller too. Uh, I usually hate on Bartosh a, a lot on this show, but uh, he he escapes this episode. I I agree, Bartosh being the most uh, uh, the most contemptible of the. 2019 teenagers yeah i guess he's kind of the most like he's he's like joffrey i guess i mean he's not as bad as joffrey he's not as bad as joffrey yeah. but yeah. i see what you're saying spoiled he's kind of a dick yeah um but me and elisa have taken to saying jackpot because that's what he says when he like gets the weed after he pushes down francisca in the first episode <laughs> he's just he's like walking away he goes jackpot <laughs> so you know he's he's good for a few lines um but yeah he's He's, he's, he's terrible. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, yeah, like, why is he like his, I, I don't get what, like he wanted to meet, uh, Eric's dealer. Yeah. Like, bold. like he already had like a huge bag of like, of like a bunch of different kinds of drugs. Yeah. Like Percocets. Like, and, no. <laughs> why don't you just like use those and then like get more when you need it but like that'd, that'd probably last you a while yeah no it's an excellent point he's so greedy um uh that he he would have that he would stoop stoop to that level already he's like yeah this random guy's calling me and yeah it's a it's a catholic priest who opens the door of this black yeah. sedan <laughs> i would not be involved in that yeah you know we both grew up catholic we know we wouldn't we wouldn't get in we wouldn't get in that car <laughs> <laughs> Um, so, you know, or, um, yeah, so Bartosh, I couldn't believe like when he, the first time I watched it, when he got out of the car, I was like, you gotta be kidding me. Bartosh escapes out of all people. Yeah, I know. I was, yeah. I, I assumed he was going to go missing. Yeah. Um, all right. Uh, and then you mentioned you don't like, uh, the adult version of Regina so far. I've been laughing at, there's some like little scenes of her just on the phone, how she treats customers really cracks me up and, uh, it doesn't treat, it doesn't yeah. flatter her, but it makes me laugh on a, on a second watch. Yeah. And like, yeah, like we're really supposed to care about your hotel business. Like your freaking husband owns power plant. Like, you'll be <laughs> yeah. fine. That's a good point, but it is shutting down. So I guess maybe that the Bart, <laughs> the Bartosh family is going through some tough times. Um, it is like in this show, it, um, it's not like Friday Night Lights where like all the characters are like a tight knit family. Like it seems like none of these families know each other. Um, it's like, I don't, Bartosh, uh, Alexander Tiedemann, like they don't seem like they're related. Uh, they never have any yeah. scenes together. Yeah. Like, uh, yeah, like, yeah. The father and son, you like never see interact. And then, uh, I was thinking when Jonas saw Regina in the eighties, I was like, we haven't seen them interact in 2019. So like, this isn't, uh, like, like, yeah, like. That was more or less the first time we have seen Regina Tiedemann and Jonas in her. Right, right. And, you know, I, I always wonder how big the town is. And I think it's kind of like as big as the show needs it to be for that scene, if you know what I mean. Um, but Yeah. Um, but like, it's, like, there's a lot of kids at that high school. That's what I mean. There, there does seem like there's a lot of kids at the high school, but then everybody knows everybody's business. Like, they always allude to Katerina, Katerina's affair. Like, Katerina seems to be the last one in town to know. So, like, it seems like there's these small town, you know, uh, everybody knows each other vibes. But then when you look at the high school, it looks like a, you know, really big high school. 
Yeah. So I don't know. I don't know what's going on. Uh, you know, I don't know if it's bigger than Duluth, smaller than Duluth. Uh, what, what's the size? <laughs> uh, what's the size? I would bet smaller than Duluth. Yeah, I think probably probably smaller than Duluth, but you know, Duluth's quite sizable. So. It, uh, <laughs> um, all right, Neil. So, anything else as we start to kind of wind down here? Trying to think if I had any other thoughts. Um, if you wanted to do a spoiler section, we could talk about some of the things that I've seen in episode eight and the big spoiler I gave myself uh, by doing some internet research. <laughs> yeah, I would. I would like to hear it. I would like to hear it. So, if you don't mind getting spoiled for the next episode. Um, and, uh, if you want to hear further down the line as well, <laughs> and further down the line, if you want to hear what Neil heard about a certain character, we, you can stick around for that as well. Uh, otherwise, you know, follow me on Twitter at wake up Winden. Uh, you can email the show, wake up at gmail.com. And, uh, you can check out fly oceanic, uh, on iTunes, uh, or what Apple podcast, right? think it should still be up there. You should at least be able to download our most recent episode. Yeah, so, you know, there's... be anything prior to that. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. We'll see about that. But uh, that's that. So if you uh, think that's enough time, so we're going to start talking about spoilers in five, four, three, two, one. All right, Neil, so what did you get spoiled on? Um, so, yeah, I'm like, why is this guy's name Tiedemann? He's married to it. And then, so I just Googled it, Alexander Tiedemann. And I'm scrolling down his little wiki page. And then it's showing all the family relationships. And <laughs> oh, it's no. like, oh, yeah, that checks out. He's Bartosh's dad. And then and then it's like, uh, was he, is he the grandfather of Tranta Nielsen? Uh, who is? Alexander Tiedemann. Um, <laughs> maybe he is, I guess. Uh, the family tree gets really complicated, but that's but not... That's what it says. I was like, oh, yeah. shit, I gotta get off of this. Yeah. That's, that's all I saw. That's really funny. That's, that's, um, that's a, that's not too bad of a spoil. I mean, it's, 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 it's kind of funny. Yeah, I mean, like, I have yeah. no idea how it connects at all. Yeah. So I'm, like, it's still gonna be, like, intri- like, an interesting reveal, but I'm just like, oh, I'm not, yeah. not Googling. More characters. <laughs> so there is um there is a dark like official companion uh family tree that it lets you like pick the episode you're on and then you could say like so if you say you're on season one episode seven it'll only show you the family tree that's revealed up until then uh and i think it's on the the dark official website so yeah. uh if you're looking for like the different relationships uh without being spoiled i think you could try that next time but that's that's a pretty funny gaff. Um, I don't want to I don't want to say anything about it, but that's really funny. Um, yeah. So uh, you saw the next episode, right, Neil? Yeah. So you're through you're through episode eight. So we're gonna spoil episode eight a little bit here. But Neil, you won't you won't be on the next one, so you, we'll get your thoughts really quickly on it. Uh, it's is it, it's the episode where Ulrich. Or I don't want to say you got what, what happens in the next episode. <laughs> Ulrich beats the shit out yeah. of uh, young Helga. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Attempting to kill him, he didn't do it. He didn't finish the job. But yeah. that's sort of why I was like, "Can you actually intervene?" Yeah, it was. Looks... He, he tried to, but he just made something to happen that always happened. Like Helga's always had that fucked up face. So like, right. And where did do you like? So like, and then he put him in the in the cellar, right? So he, he thought he would yeah. die in there, right? He was basically, like, waiting for him to die. So he puts him in the cellar, right? And I think that's how he meets Noah. 
So Ulrich caused all that to happen just by beating the the shit out of him, right? <laughs> yeah. Um, so yeah, no, it is crazy. So like, based on that evidence, it does look like what 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 they say in Lost, whatever happened happened. It's it's kind of like that, right? Yeah. Yeah. I, I, yeah. Exactly. I think it is that you know it, whatever happened in the past, it always did happen. But uh, yeah, and there's there's a lot more with. Um... I had previously just been calling him the guy who looks like Bernie Sanders, but H.G. Tanhouse. Oh, Tanhouse, yeah. Uh, there's a lot more with him. I'm. He doesn't seem to get what's going on, which is surprising to me because it seems like he would. Yeah, he's playing a part, right? He, uh, they, uh, what is, is it? The stranger talking to him in the next episode, or we've already seen that. You have Ulrich goes to his shop. Oh, that's right. They talk, and then in 2019, you see, or is it 1986? I don't know. Uh, the stranger's talking to him. So I think, I think he's in 86 and 53 because he's in 53, right? Uh, Ulrich is. Yeah. So I don't think that I think Tanhouse got to eight in 86. He's the older man. But and his book keeps getting passed around, and Ulrich just gave him his book that he hadn't even written yet. Right, right, yeah. There's a lot. Uh, there's a lot of bootstrap paradox stuff with that. That uh, yeah, blows my mind. But um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Ulrich, yeah, he leaves his phone with him, right, and the uh, kind of, kind of helps him with that. Um, uh, yeah, I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, uh, we get Helga's mom in the next episode, right? Helga's mom. Yes, yeah. She's real weird. Yeah, she's very. She's uh makes makes Charlotte seem like a you know the a playful like non disciplinarian. You know, she's very strict. Yeah. <laughs> um, and yeah, that that episode is really tough. It's really uh, it really sucks when Ulrich does that. Uh, you kind of like know where it's going, right? You know he's gonna do that because <laughs> because you could see like kind of his thought process, but it's really tough when that happens. Yeah, I guess I had never made the connection between like the. The fact that he, he, as a kid, he didn't have the scars, and the fact that Ulrich was like going to—I thought Ulrich was going to change his mind. Yeah, and oh. then he just wailed on him with a brick. I know. Well, there's the terrible scene where like Ulrich saves him from the bullies, right? Where the, the bullies might be the worst people on the show, where they're they're peeing on they're peeing on Helga. Oh yeah, that was brutal. Yeah. So um, yeah, it's a terrible episode for Helga. It's a, it's a terrible life. Oh, and we see two bodies in like. Uh, like a pile of rubble, one of which looked like Eric Obendorf. And that was in the 50s, right? Yeah. Yeah, so like it just furthers that they're like just time traveling these dead bodies back and forth. Yeah, so yeah. I mean, you'll do an ep- episode eight pod, so I guess that's all I really got. Yeah, no, I'm glad, yeah, I'm glad you brought that up. Uh, yeah, it's called As You Reap, As You Sow, So Shall You Reap. So that's what we'll be covering next time i think that'll come out on sunday but uh yeah that's uh that's that's a that's our episode neil thank you so much for uh joining us today happy to be here uh i'll come back anytime all right yeah so you can uh keep watching we'll probably try to check in with you for season two then okay all right sounds good all right take care everybody bye